you know, but just like any career, there's sometimes pain mm-hmm. and panic. Yeah. Panic. Yeah. yeah. Just another, just another Meg. I mean, peg on your, on your board there of things you've done. I like it. Yeah. I, I do too. Yeah. I do too. This another is a peg assist. Oh, very true. Yeah. Oh, you got to get one. You got to get a peg assist removed. You do. You don't, don't let it, don't let it go to a dermatologist. Get your peg assist removed. Yeah, don't let okay? that get, don't let that fill. So don't let that fill. <laughs> Oh, I hope you all are amused by these. <laughs> and look at that. You've just done about 1099 jokes right there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Welcome back to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. We got a great show coming up for you. Got our good friend Cameron Matthews coming on, who is a former yes. cast member and, and an entertainer extraordinaire. A conversation I went into not having really much of an idea who Cameron was, but you brought him to the show. Mm-hmm. Turns out, love this guy. This guy's fantastic. He's so we'll fabulous. Like you're just gonna love him. Uh, so, Jen, how are you? I know it's, I know you're busy. Uh, you you're, you're yeah. whining earlier about how you couldn't get anything done. How there's <laughs> episodes of Gilmore Girls you haven't watched yet, oh my God. and you're like, Wait, I got I, like- I got I got a Chick Fil A coupon. I can't get to it. It expires on Friday, and just it's. I feel like you're describing your life and trying to project on me. Like, I feel like this is projection. I am very busy, though. Taking a week off, like. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. You come back because there there really is no week off. As a travel agent, there's no No. week off. I mean, there's there's boundaries you have to set. You say, you know what? After after this point in time, I'm not going to talk to anybody or I'll call tomorrow or whatever. But right. Yeah. uh, Typically, people don't don't really they'll text you and be like, I know you're on vacation, but I need to know for my January 2020. Trip, can you get me into Cinderella's Royal Table? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I mean, everybody was like super great. And right. I just, you know, I kind of kept with my emails and said, like, hey, can I get to you next week? And everyone was like super great about right. it. But, you know, just still coming back and playing catch up, it's been, I've, I've been like one appointment after another, which I'm super grateful for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, you know, right. it's just a busy, it's a busy time. This yes. is everybody's ready it to is. get out of Dodge. Everyone's People ready to travel. People are starting to travel. It's, they it's awesome. Travel's awesome. at a premium, guys. If you are planning to go, last minute stuff is booked up solid yes, right it now. really is. It's I mean, hard. you can't get the Magic Kingdom October 1st. Uh, nope. I booked a last minute trip for a family going to Disney World. They wanted to go to Disney World Universal. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're going to do much more Universal than Disney because the week they're going in March, all the parks are sold out four of the five days. All of them. Yeah. We, we got we got Epcot tickets, and then the next morning or yesterday morning, I woke up and looked at it, and I'm like, "Oh, Epcot's gone. We must have got the last tickets. I don't know." Yeah, so it's, it's it's pretty crazy right now. So all that to say, get your stuff in early. So how did you Disney this week? That's the question, Jen. Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, I Disneyed a lot last week with some first timers, which was really really fun. fun but time. this week, I am sporting my brand new. Walt Disney World hoodie. It's got sequins nice. on the hood. Of Super bougie. Super bouge. Uh, of course it does. Our magic bands came in. And now magic oh, bands, fun. of course, are not complimentary anymore. You, no, they're actually, they are not. The colored ones are $5. So if you want the ones that's the basic blue, green, red, whatever, they're $5 now if you want to order them. Uh, they'll give you the key to the world cards, which 
I've seen those now and they look mm-hmm. fabulous and I'm going to have to collect them all because that's just who I am and I hoard stuff. Um, but yes, I ordered myself the birthday cake magic band. And Did it's, you? It's glorious. It's that's so amazing. great. We got uh, um, my wife and uh, of course our child and my mother-in-law are all going together in March and and uh, the mother-in-law got a Minnie Mouse and and Cute. we got a Woody and Buzz to Infinity Beyond for the kid and and uh, Stephanie got herself a Fantasyland one with Peter Pan and um, a Small World and other little symbols oh, on there. But mine has the birthday cake castle on it. Oh, it's it's, it's okay. Wonderful. Number one, the fact that they made a birthday cake oh, castle so magic great. band is I, I think disturbing. I, I think there's I, I think there's there's a there's, there's a push for that. I really think it's one of those. Twenty five years later, it's it's become like this nostalgic kind of. Oh my gosh, can you believe I did? They did this back then. Look how cool this is now, kind of thing. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if Funko Pop had a castle come out and I would buy it immediately. I didn't hate the birthday cake castle when it came out, and. Now look at it. I'm like, that was just fun. Especially, you know, we went six months with no castle at all. It was hideous, but hideous hideous is okay. That's fine. No, That's fine. I mean, heck, Hocus Pocus is a hideous movie and people love it. So there you go. Incorrect. And I'm totally (laughs) correct. All right. So let's do some quick news. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah. News. All right, Jen, released this morning in Orlando. I saw this on the Orlando Informer, and I posted about it immediately, and then it hit everywhere. So really, I scooped everybody on my website, on my, my, my web page. Except, not for, the Orlando Informer. except for Orlando Informer. They scooped me, and I, I got everybody else. But anyway, Universal has announced that Epic Universe is back on track. Now, what that means yet, we don't really know. They're saying they're putting yeah. more attention to it. So it is now coming, of course. It was going to be the big theme park. Um, the, the, the third theme park, uh, mm-hmm. in addition to Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios, reports are they're going to have some sort of either Fantastic Beasts or Ministry mm-hmm. of Magic, Harry Potter area. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Land is going to go in there. It's, it's mm-hmm. going to be a big deal. This is a big, sure. big deal for Universal because this is a major strike at Disney, um, which, of course, has a lot more money to deal with. Well, has more money woes than Universal does because they're such a bigger company. Uh, but that's back on track. We'll see that. I say somewhere probably around 2024. I but say, it's universal. It might be May. It really might be May. We might <laughs> we might go down there for an agency trip that you're looking at taking the agency on in May and or June, and it's already open. It's you know, and to the point where the paint's but already half faded. Of it wouldn't work, but it would. Well, no, be but at least you get to walk around. I mean, the paint's already faded because it's been there so long, and it's just that's universal. <laughs> that, that's just how they. That's how they do things. The touch of Cal, a touch of what taste of California. Taste adventure. of California adventure. I can't even I say think. that. The taste of California adventure. The information has really come out. Um, it's called yeah. the touch of Disney at California adventure. Yes. It starts on March 18th, and uh, you're going to have stuff. They're going to have the Monte Cristo sandwich at the Smoke Jumper's Grill. Oh, yes. Um, the Coquina Cucamonga will serve the Bengal beef skewer with sweet Zulu sauce. The uh, Sonoma Terrace will have the toasted cheese sandwich. The Cluckadoodle Moo will serve chicken gumbo. And there's going to be, like, kiosks set up. The I mean, corn dogs will be everywhere. Cheese sticks will be everywhere. I mean, I love cheese Listen, sticks. Disney is half about the food. Uh, half least. about the food. And they know that people – well, number one, people love to eat because yes. they do. Number two, they know that people want to get to Disneyland and, yes. and California Adventures so bad, Correct. they're going to open it up. But I've already seen pictures like from some of the nighttime stuff they've got going on. You can't ride any yeah. attractions, but some of the Buena Vista mm-hmm. Street and some of the places are open, and people are dying mm-hmm. to get in there. Uh, it's a yep. $75 admission per person thing, which includes a $25 dining card, unlimited Disney photo pass downloads from the event, and a parking at the Mickey and Friends structure. Uh, it starts noon, uh, goes to 8 o'clock, so it's Thursdays through Monday, so it goes all day. I mean, listen, if I was out there, I would still have tickets. I'm just saying I would be there. Why are you not taking the agency that way? Why don't we go to California Adventure? 
I mean, it I wouldn't really know. serve any purpose business It would serve wise, zero but, purpose, but other than it would be fun. But man, we'd get to food. eat. It would be great. It'd be awesome. I like eating. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And, it, and you, know, you work out like two to four hours a day. Myself, not so much. And you can tell like because hour. Jen is all hour. physically fit and all pretty. And look, all, look, look at my sweatshirt. How good I look at my sweatshirt. I'm like looking at my closet going, okay, what's not going to gonna be too tight on me that i could wear like three weeks ago listen i here here's the here's the the sad truth if i don't work <laughs> out and i eat the way i want to eat mm-hmm. then i have to buy an entirely new wardrobe and i have a lot of clothes and i'm not willing to invest that much money in a new wardrobe so all right so one ring to rule walt disney at epcot it's the big ring for harmonious they really yes. the this massive ring that looks like the the little ring you go through at test track kind of combined with stargate which is the first thing i thought of a thousand percent stargate that's what i thought it's a six-story ring and it's supporting a high density water curtain moving lights and fountains in circular form according to walt disney imagineering Mm. executive zach ridley and it's you can find them online it's this massive circle basically yeah they're gonna be doing all kinds of fun things with of course epcot forever was the what was what replaced illuminations mm-hmm. well temporarily forever, temporarily we it well it was supposed to run through this year which like harmonious was supposed to debut but you know epcot forever got got tossed because of covid mm-hmm. and so they haven't done anything now um and harmonious will be the one they're going to debut they've sometime. been testing they've Some, been testing sometime it. in the fall maybe in the summer, we don't know. We, I don't know. I've heard it's going to be like a color, um, a paint the night, like a kind world of, thing. of color, uh, world, like of color. world of color. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's going to be like a world of color kind of thing that they have in California. That's Adventure what I've heard. With, and I'm imagining like fantas- fantastic, as well. We get the water, the water, yeah, the, the water screens, and, like and, so, and even like uh, rivers of light did that to yeah. some degree as well. Yeah. Now the sad thing is that this is a permanent fixture in the lagoon, so it's not like yeah. illuminations where they bring the barges in and on, so you got a great view of the water and everything for half the day until they bring stuff in. This is so massive they they can't move. They it. can't do that. There. It's so, there. But I, and I'm making this prediction now that the shot that you're going to see that everybody's going to start taking. Is Spaceship Earth through the ring? Through the position yourself with Spaceship Earth. You're gonna see those pictures everywhere. Maybe not yet, but soon. You're gonna see pictures posting, especially at night with the ring shining, things like that. Or um, you're gonna see that because I'm going to get that picture whenever I go to Epcot in a couple of weeks when I'm down to Disney World. Uh, Because we'll be down there. I can't believe I didn't get that shot when I was just there. I'm surprised you didn't because I've already. I'm uh, so shocked at myself. That'll be the new shot because I don't know why. More than the castle, more than the Tree of Life, more than Tower of Terror. Everybody wants pictures of Epcot. I've got mm-hmm. a, a Spaceship Earth. I've got 5,000 pictures of Spaceship Earth. Okay. And still, every time I go, I'm like, click, click, click. But click, did click. you see my pictures of Spaceship Earth? With the moon true. behind it? I did. Hello. I did. Come on. I thought that was, that was really good. great. That was a great picture. That was Thank a you. solid picture. Very, I very was good. impressed with myself. And then also, then I got the one with the new fountain lit up. Yes. Yep. And Spaceship Earth and the moon. And I was oh, like, I've, okay. I've, I've stolen them using them for my own. I've already put my watermark trademark on it. You Fantastic. Know, and, yeah, passed them out and everything. I don't want people stealing from me, so I have to put my name on it. I them. mean, guys, you have so, to yeah. see how this is, right? Yeah, so just exactly. if he has a good photo, mm-hmm. just understand it's probably mine. So, <laughs> no, go make sure you, and we'll give the information later at the end of the show, but make sure you check out Jen's pages on um, Instagram and Facebook because she put some great photos up of all the Disney stuff that you want to see. And and Jen is really good about, you're really good about taking the pictures, and, about, and the pictures you take are great. I, I love a lot of pictures you took. Matter of fact, if you go to my Magic on a Dollar page on Facebook, one of your pictures is now my cover photo because it's got mouse gears and it's got the. Uh, I think the, I saw that. It was the topiary. And, yes, yeah. it's really, really cool. <laughs> the final thing, we'll just jump on this before we get to Cameron the masks. Now, people are freaking out about freaking the masks. Out. Not because Disney made any, made any announcements. They didn't come out and say anything, but somebody went online and they were like, oh, 
the dining, the wording to the dining for the masks has changed. What it sounds like to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, mm. but what it sounds like to me is Disney's trying to put something in place where people don't go in, eat, and then like sit there for an hour after their, their mm. food so they can just relax without the masks. They want people to get yeah. people in and out. So what they're saying now is that they want you to keep your mask on until your drinks arrive or until your food arrives. Mm -hmm. And if a waiter or your server comes up, put your mask on talking to your server. Uh, I haven't seen anything that's demanding that you put your mask on between bites, that you take a bite. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, that's them. been debunked. Yeah, yeah I don't like, think that's, that's going to work. No, that's not I, the case. That's, that's gross. That's, that's really disgusting. Gross. Okay, I, like, then you got a nasty yeah, mask. Exactly. Like, no. And you're eating your, your garlicky chicken. And it's like, oh, uh, whatever. Just, stop. you know, masks mm. is like garlic. The rest, no, you don't want to do that. No, not um, true. So my, my thinking also is that they are trying to match what's happening at Disneyland in that area because they want to open Disneyland and they want yeah. to prove, look, what we're doing at Disney World's working. It can work at Disneyland. So they want yeah. consistency across the board. So people don't forget about the masks. Don't freak you, out. You know, the masks are there. It's not a big deal. You keep them on until you get your food, you get your drinks. You're okay. You're, it's you're fine. Okay. And you know, in terms of like, just listen, whatever your server says is mm -hmm. what you're allowed to do. Yep. And I will say like, you know, I was just there last week. The wording apparently changed the day after I left. You know, I didn't, hadn't noticed anything different. Um, you know, and, and I'm reading various reports. So just, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. whatever. It's just keeping people, you know, it's what we've got to do for the moment. Yeah, and exactly. And like I said, don't freak out. Don't. And you it, are not it, having to pull no. up your mask over every bite. It's no. is not a thing. No. Like that's, you're okay. Well, really what you would want to do is kind of make your mask into like a little funnel with an opening at the top and just dump the food in. And that's just the best thing to do. And it's just like a drop, like, well, like, you, well, a, horse, sure like a feed bag. You want to make sure it's like, like tight at the bottom. So the food doesn't slip out below. Cause that's, that would be gross. Well, that would be um, disgusting. So, yeah, exactly. So just dump it in there. So, <laughs> speaking of things that are not gross, let's talk to Cameron Matthews and uh, we're going to come. He's going to come on. We're going to talk all about Disney. He's a, he's a former, uh, hope you do guy, Dapper Dan guy, entertainer, great guy. Hilarious. We laugh so much in this episode. So, uh, say, let's bring Cameron on. Well, we are so excited today on the show to have Cameron Matthews, and Cameron is an amazing entertainer. I have actually been privileged enough to see him, I can think of at least three times, but I'm pretty sure that there have been more times that I have experienced his entertainment. Oh my gosh, one more and you have to join the fan club, I think. I, my goodness. Oh wait, wait, is there a fan club? Not at all. Not at all. This is my first time being introduced to Cameron. I'm really excited because when I hear the name Cameron, the first thing I think of is when Cameron was in Egypt's land. I've heard that many, many times. Yes. Cameron go. That's, that is my Cameron experience right there. Yes. Wow. You have not experienced the real Cameron, though. But now Cameron, oh my gosh. Cameron is fantastic. He is a multi-year. You can, you can tell us more about exactly how yeah. many years. Is it like 20 years you've been in entertainment doing this? Oh my gosh. Well, are we talking Disney or are we just talking my career well, in just general? Just your career in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been an actor for over 25 years, oh, wow. 25 years, uh, 23 of those um, were with the Walt Disney Company, both at the Disneyland Resort uh, and Walt Disney World. I grew up in Southern California and Disney was my very first entertainment job at the age of 16 when you needed a wow. work permit to work right. in parades. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yes. I started uh, with the Hercules Victory Parade. I was a scrawny. <laughs> Wow. Hero wannabe on an exercise float while Phil yelled at me. It was awesome. 
It was awesome. And uh, yeah, worked uh, over a decade there, met my wife there in entertainment. Oh. And then we both moved out to Florida in 2008 with uh, Block Party Bash, which was a street I show. Remember that. Yeah. Remember that? I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, I, yeah. I was part of that opening team at California Adventure. And then when the show transferred, that's mm -hmm. how we made it to Florida. And up until, um, you know, 2020, uh, yeah, I worked <laughs> there that entire time. I feel like the term up until 2020 could describe so many of our career paths so in the many last year things. or so. <laughs> you know, I think by this point, we've all discussed it. We've talked about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, to clarify for anyone listening, yeah, to clarify, yes, uh, uh, I, like many, I'm part of the 32,000, yes, was laid off. Yes. yes. Yep. Well, which is a shame. And we, I know that personally, I can't wait till more entertainers are brought mm -hmm. back at some point because that yeah. is such a huge part of the experience. And specifically, I know you did what, Citizens of Hollywood also? You did yes. Uh, yeah. Up until the layoff, that was my my stage where I was at. Yeah. I was, uh, I played Stone Granite, which was, yeah. a, as I would like to call, he was a movie star from the <laughs> 1940s, uh, a fictional, obviously. And uh, I said he was a failing recovering alcoholic. So, <laughs> so every every joke, every pun had some sort of alcohol or cocktail base into it. Yes. A many time divorcee. Yeah. Great. I mean, if you guys never saw it, like listeners, I think a lot of you have seen Citizens of Hollywood, but if you never did, go watch some YouTube of them. They were hysterical. <laughs> I like how you said, not hysterical, hysterical. Yeah, that's right. It was high stakes involved with oh, improv always. <laughs> What's funny yeah. is, I mean, hearing some of the things you've, you've done, I, like, I'm sure that I've seen you. Like, I'm pretty sure that I probably have seen you at some point in time because I've done all of, I've watched all of these things, American Idol Experience, and I've watched the, the parades, and I've seen the Citizens of Hollywood like multiple times, multiple visits, and I'm pretty sure that at some point in time I saw you perform. I just oh, know that's so, great. Yeah. So, oh, but the sure. question we have to we have to throw at you first and foremost for anything else is I'm ready to did, catch it. How I'm did ready. you Disney this week? How did I Disney this week? Oh my gosh. Week. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I started this morning with my Sword in the Stone coffee mug. Ooh. Uh, yes. Yes. Sword in the Stone, who uh, I may or may not have had a connection to at some point in my Disney career with a sword in the stone ceremony. Uh, we'll keep the magic there. Yeah. Uh, right. so I, I love Sword in the Stone. It's underrated. It is so underrated. I love right? that film. Come it's on. Madam Mim in like all of her transfigurations and just, it's so good. All right, come on. Yeah. How there hasn't been a Madam Mim walking around the Magic Kingdom yet, I okay. don't Okay, can we discuss is why we need to call the Bobs. This needs to happen. Call the Bobs. <laughs> I mean, I got really excited when uh, the Magic Happens parade mm -hmm. opened last year at Disneyland, mm -hmm. and they yeah. had Arthur with Merlin, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I went, we have an Arthur, <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs> finally. There's so much IP that's so great that is not being used. And I'm like, why aren't we doing this? Like, come on. We've got to teach the kids about All the right, nostalgia. So, so I've, stayed, I've stayed quiet during this part of the conversation only because I have to confess, I'm not sure that I've seen Sword in the Stone all the way through. Get out. I, I, I can't tell you why. I can't. I can't. Get out. David, I can't Jen, why are you kicking me out of the room? What's happening? What's I up? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have Disney Plus. What's your excuse? Exactly. I'm working on it. I just saw Atlantis of the Lost Empire. I'm working my way through the movie. You should have started with Sword in the Stone. Probably. I, I mean, started. okay, to make you feel better, I don't know if I've seen all the all of Atlantis. So there we go. 
Okay. Well, I should have started, started, started with Pinocchio because I haven't seen Pinocchio at all. So, <gasps> oh, Pinocchio! Hold up, Pinocchio was my very first VHS in the classic <gasps> plastic. Remember those cases? <laughs> the clamshell case. The clamshell. Yes, the clamshell yes. case. Yeah, I had Pinocchio. My brother had Lady and the Tramp, and those were our <gasps> very first Disney movies that we ever owned on VHS. I That's still have amazing. some clamshells. I held on to my clamshells whenever I got rid of all my VHS because I had like four or 500 VHS tapes at one point. I no, even no. had the clamshell guys, you know, to tie into sort of your title of your podcast. I even had of the final year of the Main Street Electrical Parade. No. You know, the awesome. And I still have that somewhere. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's yes. amazing. Yeah. I still have my clamshells. You I didn't get rid of you them. Hold on I didn't throw them out either. Because no. somebody told us a long time ago, they're going to be worth money if you hold on Absolutely. to them. Absolutely. And, you know, they're sitting next to my Beanie Babies. And, they I'm <laughs> waiting, and I'm waiting to send my kid to college based on both of those. And so... Well, and here I am with, uh, I have a moving boxes full of Funko Pop vinyl boxes that yes. just in case someday I'm just going to sell. I know I never am going to, but for I, some reason they're taking up permanent space in my I, closet. I should take all of mine out of the boxes and just enjoy them. But I'm like, let me hold on to them just in case. Oh, yeah. You can take, yeah. take them yeah. out. You could yeah. always just put them back. That's true. That's very you know? true. Yeah, you just can't damage anything in That's the true. box. You have yeah. to like carefully slid yeah. it open and well and, and my my wife does this she keeps she have we have hundreds of hallmark ornaments over the last and she brought like you know hundreds of them into the marriage and she keeps all the boxes even though we know we're never going to sell them and some was there a prenuptial yeah. agreement about the hallmark been. Ornaments? like, like the, 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 if anything happens to us i'm sorry but that the, the, that the charlie brown ornament is mine the agreement should have been if we split up for some strange reason you take all of them with you that's your you take them all so yeah, that's not a bad consolation price. I mean, I mean it's great. Really? <laughs> <laughs> They're all yours. They're all yours. I save boxes for things so that they store nicely. Mm -hmm. That's why I save mine. But I'm also a little OCD, so there you go. I am too. I am too. I am <laughs> like too. another piece of the puzzle. <laughs> so how did we get started in your career? I know you said you started yeah. one of the early things you did was the Hercules Parade and things like that. But how did it was it an audition where you plucked out? Of, did Eisner drive by and see you and say, I want that guy? I mean, oh, how yeah. Did, how did this work? Oh, yeah. Mikey, I. Yeah, he and I go way back. <laughs> Funny enough, we do go way back to, you know, in no kidding, uh, the, you know, the Disney Sunday movie. Do you remember the Disney yeah. Sunday oh, no. movie? Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. You that know, that great. was, yep. that was a big part of my childhood, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, Michael Eisner introducing the movies just yep. like Walt Disney used to do, for, yep. you know, in yep. the old TV show. Mm -hmm. um, that was a huge part of my Disney upbringing, you know, growing up in Southern California, going to Disneyland once a year, you know, summertime mm -hmm. or spring break. Mm -hmm. um, so it definitely was... Uh, seated early on in my life and uh you know i got started in my career when my parents took me funny enough to the phantom of the opera when i was 11 years old Ooh. first show i ever saw and it was one it was that experience of going you know i went kicking and screaming all i thought of was uh, a big soprano screaming at the top of her lungs some language i don't know <laughs> that was my expectation right Right. But by the end, it changed my life and set me on. I knew what I wanted to do with my life. So that started when I was 11 and uh, started doing some plays, you know, at church and a little mm -hmm. bit here and there at school. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I always wanted to work at Disney. I knew it. I knew it from a young age. I loved watching the shows and I loved watching the parades. And funny enough, going back now to the Main Street Electrical Parade, that is the parade I wanted to do. Unfortunately, 
the year it was closing for the first time, you know, in <laughs> the first 96, time. though, I was one year too young to work there. So I was like, I was so close. And funny enough, I actually wrote Disneyland. I didn't know. I wrote Disneyland and I said, is there any way it's my dream to be on Elliot the Dragon? Is there yes! any way? Best float ever, P.S. Yes. Uh, is there any way I could write it just one time, one time before it goes away? And believe it or not, I got a response. What? I got a response from the manager of the parade department at that time. I wish I could find this letter. I, I know I didn't throw it away, but I can't find it. Right. It was a full page like letter on like the Disneyland stationery that said, oh thank you for your interest. Thank you so much. Uh, of course, we can't do that. Here's why. But they did send me like a the pro glossy shot of Elliot the Dragon. Nice. You know, and said, we invite you to come to the auditions, you know, when you're old enough, blah, blah, blah. And a year later, I went to the audition and that's where it began with the Hercules Parade. That is so But awesome. side note, on top of that, years later, when the Electrical Parade returned to California Adventure Park, mm -hmm. I did end up getting to be in the Main Street Electrical Parade. Did you get to ride Elliot? No, but I got to carry the canopy in the Cinderella unit, as I like to call walking scenery. I paid my dues, folks. That's right. Walking scenery. I didn't even have light bulbs, but that's okay. I got to be in the parade that I grew up loving and what brought me to Disney in the first place. Oh, that is so fun. I, I did love that parade. And I was at the most recent closing <laughs> for that one. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's like Cher's farewell tour, right? It's like, it, it's so many of them, right? <laughs> right? And, we're, and we're all like, so is it going away? Right, no. yeah, I'll believe it. Yeah, we, well, we know that we know the spectral magic floats so have been have been dismissed from this earth. It's too Do, soon to talk about this day. Soon. <laughs> that the same thing with the, the electrical parade. Are those floats pretty much gone? Do we know? I, I think they're still in storage. I believe. Oh, nice. From what so just in case. I believe that's they are. I so, because I, I heard a rumor that they were coming back, but that's a rumor. So who knows? It's See, always would, something they can just throw back out be, there for the nostalgia. Exactly. That would be amazing because, like, I remember in 2009 when they actually brought back the electrical parade, yeah. and they said it was it was the first time they had said new sequences on the Tower of Terror for the summer, whatever that means. It excited me, and so we actually made a specific trip for a couple of days down there just to see the electrical parade and mm -hmm. experience Tower of Terror. So if Disney was like, you know what, we have a new parade, we want we want to finish, but we're not ready for it yet. 2020 screwed everything up. Let's just bring back the electrical parade for a year. I'd be there. We'd go for that, just for that. I be mean, that would Done. be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Delimited three months in. That's fine. I'm going. Fine. Or, or you know what? Do walk. a nighttime event at you know eight o'clock to, to midnight. They're going to show the parade a couple of times and just come for. I would pay for that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's you know Universal can't. They can't. They have nothing that would cause people to come to the parks just for that. Nope. Disney. Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. Well, I would say. I mean. On I'll give Universal this. Mm -hmm. You know, we keep having, you know, Star Wars celebrations and Star right. Wars weekends and Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. If Universal ever did a Back to the Future weekend. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like, I've Correct. always said, I want a Back to the Future celebration. <laughs> I want amazing. like that. The craziness that Star Wars, like, they have conventions. Right. I would love yeah. a Back to the Future convention. Well, they could that would turn me into it. a cosplayer. That do... would turn me into a Comic-Con yes. guy. <laughs> like, they could do specific weekends. One weekend's a Back to the Future, and the next weekend's a Ghostbusters weekend. The next weekend's And then Murder, She Wrote. Come and on. Yes. Simpsons weekend, or a Murder Mystery weekend with Murder, yes. She Wrote, and, and the Golden Girls and other ones. You know, they, uh, that would make Listen, so much Meredith money. would this be at awesome. the... Meredith would be yeah. at Murder, She Wrote. You could be a Golden Girls weekend, David, and you can bring all your Hallmark ornaments. I mean, I, it would be I, incredible. Would be 
That'd be wonderful. I'd be like, my Betty White right here. You know, there's, <laughs> here's the rose. And if Betty White shows up, epic. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> there's so many ideas. We need to write these down. I this know. We need to patent them. <laughs> well, if Jen would call the Bobs, would be able to actually you know, get some of these ideas Hang out Hang on. There. Let me. Call yeah. the Bobs. Call the Bobs. Yeah, they're, they're actually on our website just in case, you know, there's a, as, 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 as guests of the show, just in case they ever decide to check us out. That'd be great. You know. <laughs> All right, so you you went and you you worked for I mean your interview with Disney and you got the part you so you said that Hercules was your was the was the first role that you was did the first okay. was the first thing that brought me to the Walt Disney Company yes gotcha mm-hmm. okay and then from there where like it was just an expansive amount of characters did you kind of go from one to the next were you on call for all of them whenever you know you came in do you mm-hmm. figure out which character you're going to be that day uh, uh well Hercules was only two summers long and then it closed um, right. And because I, uh, I was not quite 18, because I did that when I was 16 and 17, right. uh, I had to wait until I turned 18. So it was a couple months uh, mm-hmm. before my birthday. Right. Uh, I still was an employee because I also did some character work. Okay. So I could be on call for some character work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from there, uh, I did a handful of shows. I mean, I could say some, but I just feel like I'm bragging and I don't need to sound like I'm bragging. But uh, from Sword and Stone Ceremony, um, I was in Fantasmic um, yes! for seven seven years, the original version mm-hmm. of ah. Fantasmic. That's where I met uh, my wife and I, we did that together. And um, <laughs> we also performed together at the uh, Playhouse Disney live on stage back oh. during the Bear in the Big Blue House days. Right. Mm-hmm. So we did that, um, Block Party Bash, so much stuff. And then out here in Florida with Walt Disney World, uh, I was really a studios guy. Okay. So Citizens is what I ended with. You mentioned the American Idol experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that, Block Party, uh, Mulch, Sweat, and Shears I dabbled with. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were great. Oh, my gosh. Did that To front a, uh, a rock band is the coolest I will ever be because if you, were watch, if you could watch this recording right now, right. I'm not that cool. No. So, uh, that, uh, and from like the hoop de doo review and Monsters Laugh Floor. So I was very fortunate, very lucky to have done a lot of stuff, That's... including, you know, corporate events and traveling for the company where Jen, you saw me uh, a couple years ago on a travel yes. agency tour. Okay, which I have to ask you about. Because number one, um, one of the highlights for me of that entire event was what watching you eat that entire Pramani sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sandwich. I mean, yes, if you don't know it, tell everyone what the sandwich is. Yes. Tell everyone. All right, yes. so Pramani's is a Pittsburgh classic and this is, you know, Steeler Nation. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys, it is this Pittsburgh and we're everywhere. And Pramani's sandwich, it's got the lunch meat of whatever you're choosing is, pastrami, corned beef, whatever, bologna, that's my personal favorite, with the cheese, the coleslaw, and french fries are on the Breadworks bread. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sign me up right now. I want it right now, right now. Yeah, it's just this ginormous sandwich and it's delicious, but mm-hmm. did you like it? Because not everybody likes the fries on this. I did like it. Did you? I really did. I really did like it. And yes, you saw me what inhaling it on stage. I couldn't believe it. My my uh my DSM uh Marcy was was in the room. I talked to her after I was like, he ate that whole sandwich. She's like, I couldn't believe it. So what is oh, this? Oh yeah. Sandwich? What you, is the sandwich? You look you at me, a, you a, think a, I'm not an eater. I, yes. A Prometheus sandwich? What is this called? 
It's a Pramani's brother. Pramani, David. P-R-I-M-A-N-T-I. Pramani. I knew a guy named Manny. I knew a guy named Manny, and I liked him, so I was Pramani. I got it. Okay, Yeah, there you go. But it's been on like diners, drive-ins, and dives and stuff. Yeah, it was on that, and I think, what, Jimmy Fallon? Oh, yeah, Jimmy Fallon did it. It was kind of, he made it, you know, kind of known as well. Oh, my gosh. So So, And then you had an Eaton Park cookie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. That's Yes. (laughs) <laughs> what yeah so everyone's like what are you guys talking about so yeah, yeah right. on this tour that uh i got to do um with disney uh, we went all over the east coast in canada uh, promoting uh, the new stuff coming to the parks and mm-hmm. disney cruise line and adventures by disney and yeah i tried to we tried to cater every city to showcase yeah. things from that city so when we were in pittsburgh of course we had the premani mm-hmm. sandwich and the cookie and it seemed to always be food i was always stuffing my face like <laughs> My biggest memory of the tour when we were in Toronto. I mean, when you think of Toronto, I, I think of two things. I think of poutine, yep. which is delicious, and maple syrup. So, of course, to try to get a laugh, I put maple syrup on top of gravy and fries and cheese curds and oh, ate, yeah. ate the whole thing. So, oh, yeah. How sick were you after that? Oh, Not at all. It wasn't <laughs> really? something I would do again, but you know what? It got one <laughs> laugh, and I'll take it. <laughs> No, that was seriously. And like, as an improv actor, I mean, that has to be something. Did you like, how much did you have to practice to become an improv actor? Did you do like special improv classes? I mean, this is how much I know about that. Right. Sure. So, uh, you know, funny enough, improv all through college and high school, I, I was terrified of improv, really? terrified of it, hated it. I actually was one who wanted to perfect a performance and just have it be robotic it took me some time to realize that Mm -hmm. that does not actually generate the best quality performance Mm -hmm. out of anybody, you know, because what's great about live theater and live performing, you know, being at Disney or on stage outside of -hmm. of the parks uh, is that, you know, it's a one-time event. It's live, Mm -hmm. even if it's scripted, it's never the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to roll with the punches. So I I had to learn that and get over my OCD of like, I need to perfect it (laughs) because that's, it's not realistic. But the way I got into improv, funny enough, was some dinner theater out here in Florida when we first moved out here. Uh, There was a a Capone's dinner theater is where I started some improv stuff. Yeah, and where a lot of, actually a lot of theme park actors have worked. There's a lot of dinner theater experiences Mm -hmm. here in Central Florida if you've never been. And uh, there was a gentleman, um, Carl Anthony, who works at, works at Disney and or worked at Disney and Universal as well. He uh, he and I, when we would work together, we actually had to do 15 minutes of sitting down, having coffee with each other and improv with the audience, like talk oh, wow. to them, make jokes. And that's where my improv experience began was just <laughs> learning from the pros who took me under, you know, under their wing and said, here, this is how we do it. And that's really the only way to learn is to do it, right. you know, and to fall on your face many, 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 many times. <laughs> right. Um, and then I think it, it just took years of just doing it and being pushed to kind of, you know, do it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a teacher as well. I taught for Disney Performing Arts and when we would have students come and I, we would teach Broadway workshops and acting and show choir workshops. Mm-hmm. I would always say to my students, you know, the only way you're going to grow is to put yourself in a vulnerable place because otherwise you're just going to stay stagnant and just where you're mm-hmm. comfortable. The only way you're going to grow is to put yourself out there, be vulnerable, know mm-hmm. that people have got, have got you and be okay making mistakes, be okay telling jokes that completely bomb, you know, yeah. seriously. And that's the only way you, you learn how to do it. 
So I'm very grateful for that experience. And uh, Carl is a mentor of mine. He still is to this day. And I tell him that all the time. Uh, (laughs) And because of him, because of that experience, I was able to do Comedy Warehouse uh, when it came back for seasonal appearances at at Disney. um, Mm -hmm. And up to Citizens of Hollywood and many events for Disney, which is is improv all the time. You know, character actor work. Yeah. Oh. That's so cool. So, yeah. but that kind of leads into what you are doing right now, because with all the furloughs and the fun up until 2020, uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have now taken all that great experience and you have mm-hmm. converted it into what seems to be, at least on the outside, as a pretty successful, amazing business. I know some of my owner friends have actually utilized your services, Oh, um, like three that- or four of them. <laughs> I saw the reviews on your website. I was like, oh yeah. I know all these people. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. Thank you. What a great segue, Jen. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, yes, I was laid off at the end of October. Officially, it was the mm. end of 2020. And um, yeah, uh, as hard as 2020 was and as difficult as it was, um, I had, had wanted for actually years to pursue a next step. Mm-hmm. And that next step is what I've now created, which is Camera Matthews Entertainment. I wasn't going to let a layoff end my career. Mm-hmm. And uh, entertainment careers outside of theme parks, Broadway, Hollywood, are mm-hmm. really in jeopardy now. They really yeah. are. Um, who knows what the new normal will be? It's probably going to be a very slow comeback to it. And um, it's a difficult time for artists. It really yeah. is. So, uh, But I'm passionate to not let this end my career. So Cameron Matthews Entertainment is taking everything I've learned over my entire career. And now I'm bringing, I'm the boss now. So I'm doing, (laughs) uh, I'm bringing events to corporations, Mm -hmm. to your birthday party, to whomever would love uh, a great experience that is energized, entertaining, memorable, and my personal favorite, effective. And effective, what I mean by that is, you know, when I did a lot of corporate events for the mouse, you know, a lot of it was always catered, even if it was some wacky character, it was catered to their business, Mm -hmm. whatever that client's business was. That's what I'm doing now. But I'm also doing it in this COVID time virtually. It's time to rethink the virtual Zoom experience. I know the Zoom fatigue is real. We could make Mm -hmm. shirts about it and hashtags. (laughs) But... It, it's time to rethink it because Zoom is here to stay for a while. It really is. I know many, many companies that are giving up now their brick and mortar office yeah, buildings right, because right. this works and it's more cost effective and people right. are still getting the same work done. So Zoom's going to be here. Let's rethink the experience. I can come in there and customize an experience for you. We could do a game night. We could do a training seminar, mm-hmm. you know, that gets everyone involved. That's fun. It's not just the boring meeting and I can run it all for the client. Uh, and it's really, you know, I started it on January 1st officially. And in these past two months, uh, it's done pretty well. And so much so that I made it an LLC last week. So Cameron Matthews Entertainment. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. So is now an LLC. So for any of you folks that are listening right now, if you're interested in uh, virtual events, that's what I'm doing right now. But hopefully as time goes on here in 2021, we can get back to live entertainment, which I'm craving to do. But I'm also open to talking about that. Or if you're looking for advertising, I can help you with advertising with whatever you're thinking of go to www.cameronmatthews.com and matthews is with two t's 
uh, CameronMatthews.com, fill out the contact form. I will get right back to you and let's customize an experience that is fun and memorable for you and your clients or just your friends. And he is super fast with communication. I will say like whenever we reached out to him and I just love being able to support a cast member. I mean, they have given so much to us over the years in terms of magic and like so right. many great memories. And now to be able to help a cast member with a new business and as a business owner myself, I know what it's like <laughs> building yes. and like getting to that point. So you know, it's the, so what's, important. It, absolutely. And what I th is yeah. something that's so great that has come out of this um, is the support. There's so many people that are supporting yeah. these 32,000 plus folks that have been impacted, you know, in Disney per se, mm -hmm. uh, there's groups on Facebook called ear for each other. If, if yeah. you, any of you have heard of that, it's called ear for each other, check mm -hmm. it out, subscribe to their group. It's a group that is exclusively for furloughed and laid off cast members mm -hmm. to post about their new side hustles, their side businesses. So yeah, you don't have to be a cast member to be on the group. You just have to be a former one or laid off one to post on it right. and advertise. And it's this whole community of now there are over 80,000 people on it mm -hmm. and they're helping everyone out. Um, yeah. If you loved your Disney vacations, if, whether yeah. any of the resorts, if right. you loved a Disney mm -hmm. vacation, know that the cast members are at the core of that experience. Absolutely. And that's beyond what I did in entertainment. That is all businesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if you, are wanting to help. If you love Disney, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners to this podcast, oh, yeah. I really suggest right. go to Ear for Each Other. That's Ear like a Mickey ear. Yeah. Ear for Each Other. Uh, check that out. Try to support as many cast members as you can mm -hmm. because it's uncertain if any of us will come back, right? As yeah. we are reinventing ourselves. Sure. Um, continue that love if you can. Continue that support if you know if you are in a financial place where you can do so. Mm -hmm. That can really help and just show your appreciation for possibly the many years of great vacations you had. Absolutely. First of all, um, the next time, Jen, we have a fam like in Cancun or Cabo, we need to fly Cameron down to be part of the entertainment. Uh, I, I don't know if you'd be up for that. I don't know if Cancun <laughs> or Cabo or Jamaica's. Once know, I have a shot in my arm, let's go. You know, so I think that's, that's kind of a big deal. You got um, your passport? <laughs> do and I have my passport? Secondly, all of that is well and good, and that's, that sounds great and everything, but I want to know about the American Idol experience. That's what I oh, want to okay. Because the most, to me, like so, such a out-of-place show in Hollywood studios for a rival network because it was at Fox yeah. at the time. Correct. And now you have a, 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 for a company that owns ABC, which now, they, of course, they have American Idol, at the end of the life of American Idol itself, back when it was actually so like weird. out of the zeitgeist, hey, let's put in this new show for a show that's about to go away in like two or three years. That was so weird. Uh, it was so weird, but I, I loved it. I mean, I did. I thought it was, and I actually went down with a group. One of our guys actually in our group actually mm. performed in there and got on wow. the, the final stage and didn't get the golden ticket because the little girl ahead of them just blew it out of the water. Um, but uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that. Like what, what, role what do you want to know, Dave? What do you want to know? What role did you play? How did that work? Behind the scenes stuff, anecdotes, anything that, that you know, American Idol. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so at the American Idol experience, um, which my wife and I worked together as well, was another oh. great experience. My wife was actually a casting director, mm -hmm. or a guest casting director. So awesome. she sat in the room and she oh, listened wow. to people, uh, you know, acapella all day long right. and helped. Bless. <laughs> as, as a vocal coach, I can, 
Yeah. Yes. So she worked very hard. Uh, I had two different roles at American. I started as a field producer and the field producer um, ran around with one of the contestants per show mm -hmm. got a video package in the American Idol style where they're like, where they go, hi, hi, I'm Jen and I'm from right. Pittsburgh and I love to sing and, and this is what I do and this has been a, been a dream of mine. And we would run around and actually film them doing some fun things, crowd shots, right. that would then get yeah. edited and put into a, a video package during their performance on the show. So that was my first thing. It was a lot of fun, a lot of creativity mm -hmm. with that. Uh, and then I became a warm-up host for the actual main show. So I would come out before the show, pump everybody up, and because the audience voted mm -hmm. who would win each show, I taught them how to vote. And, you know, funny enough, it was American Idol that was my very first experience in doing warm-up, which is something that I love doing now. I love doing it. It transferred to Star Wars celebrations in Chicago and here in Orlando, and also warming up audiences for the Walt Disney World holiday specials on ABC. It was just a great, great experience. I love doing that. So that's what I did with it. And you want to, what else do you want to know? Um, just whatever. Honestly, it's a, it's almost like talk about American Idol. Like I, I like personally, I love behind the scenes stuff. I love the funny stories behind the scenes stuff, the did you know stuff, because you know, what we saw on stage is the host would come out, do his thing. And you'd have the three judges, which you have a Simon type judge and a Paul uh -huh. type judge and a Randy uh -huh. type judge. And you know, they would the, the performances you'd vote and it was, it was like an American Idol show, but I'm sure there was so much more fun stuff to it than just what we saw like on stage. It was a huge collaboration of departments to put on the American Idol experience. Because yes, you had the actors, but you had great technical crew. You had hair and you had our cosmetology, our Disney cosmetology folks right. who actually would do the hair and makeup for the contestants before oh, they. Oh wow! You had you had casting directors. You had they each went through vocal coaching when they got cast in the show. They mm -hmm. actually had some time where they actually got to be with a vocal coach and go over their song wow. a few times, so they were right. ready to go. Uh, we had staging specialists who actually, you know, put them in their places. Yeah, so many management. I mean, it just, and then we had the the great house crew, you know, who, you know, yeah. helped with the audience. And it just was a great collaboration of folks. It was massive. But like you said, it was an odd thing, you know, because it was on Fox mm -hmm. at the time and it was right. nearing its yeah. end, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it always felt like a weird thing. And now just the irony now that it's on ABC. Right. <laughs> I mean, you I mean, you can imagine when that happened, how many we still had our American Idol like Facebook group and right. we're, uh, we're going, can you believe this? Are you serious? Because there were a lot of challenges with that, a lot of hurdles and I'm sure. you know, trademark and licensing stuff that made that uh, you know, a challenging process, but it is just to me, it's, it's all a, down in history. Now it's, it's frozen sing along. So there yes, you go. it's such a missed opportunity because at the time for about six or seven years, this was the biggest television show in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we yeah. have Kelly Clarkson, we have uh, a Carrie Underwood, we have, you know, Daughtry and certain artists because of American Idol. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to right. see it like hit the parks at a time when, okay, American Idol, we're kind of tired of it. And, you know, and, and uh, uh, Crystal Bowersox is one of the finalists. And nobody remembers that name except for me because I actually watched the show wow. until the very wow. end. Wow. You know, like, now it's, you know, but nobody remembers the last few winners and nobody talks about the show now. It's on ABC. I didn't even know it was starting until last week or two weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, American Idol's on tonight. I haven't watched it in like five years. And so it just was such an odd yeah. 
odd, weird thing. Do you know, was it kind of a, just a, I mean, do you, do you have any inclination as to why they put it in there at that time? Do you, did you ever hear anybody talking about? I what don't, the you know, was? that's, that's, that's a great question. I don't know why they, why that, or how that came about, how that idea came about and how they worked out the legal of all that. I, right. I do not know. But it just, you know, it's I mean, funny. It, it's not a filler. It could not have been a filler because it was just too big of a production to be a filler. Oh, like, right. You know, there's just, uh, they wouldn't just throw that, that in there for a, a couple of years. Or two. Yeah, it was a feature. And it's just like, okay, what, what you know, and, and of course, I had heard stories by the end of the end of the run of American Isle Experience. They were just basically begging people to come on, like, please just perform, you know, and whatever. So anyway. You know, it, you know, I was going to kind of add on to that. You know, I think where it struggled if I dare say so, mm -hmm. uh, it's the fact that there was not a huge marketing of the show to explain right. the process of it. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were brought onto the show in the original cast, you know, Disney had done a bunch of surveys and they had said that they thought, you know, the line was going to be around the building every day wow. for people wanting to get on this mm -hmm. because if the contestant won the day, they got a dream ticket, a, a dream yep. ticket, which yep. got them, you know, the front of the line at an actual American Idol audition. So they got an appointment, right? So that was the big prize, but it it really did not happen. And uh, I think everyone's got a variety of opinions. Mm -hmm. Why I think because there wasn't a strong marketing of explaining the process right. of what yeah. it was of really sure. showing it, you know, um, and that could have been because of the Fox an ABC thing at the time, you know, that could have been a big hurdle to overcome. And I think that was apparent when David Archuleta- And my wife just nodded in right now and she went, that was the hurdle, yes. Uh, David Archuleta, I think from season eight or nine, it was the year that David Cook actually won, I believe, American Idol. He, He's he very was, nice, he, by the way, He David was one Archuleta. of the two or very three nice. finalists, maybe one of the finalists, but on the Fox show, because he, he had a golden ticket. He was one of the ones that got a golden ticket from Disney World. On the Fox show, they made no mention of Disney World. They didn't say anything about the American experience. They didn't say anything about it. he got his start at Disney World, Hollywood Studio, nothing. And that was the time I was like, this is not going to work. This is going to go away. Yeah, because you're no not in, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. And we would be frustrated on our end going, right. why are we talking? Why are we making that connection? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why are not we doing a paid ad? I don't know. Above my pay grade. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure I'm legal was involved. Mm -hmm. In but you wanted, way. yeah. But you wanted just something kind of behind the scenes and fun. Yeah, we sure. often would have um, watch parties after hours for the mm -hmm. cast and the crew. So, like on when American Idol, the television show, was having its, you know, its finale, yeah. we would have a whole potluck dinner night, and we would watch the show on our massive screen. On oh, the screen. that's so oh, fun! That's so great. So we would just have a fun night. So, like, we did right. those a lot. Very that cool. is super. Yeah, and we had like karaoke nights, and you know, for all of us, so we could go up and do it. You know, so there's behind the scenes stuff. Oh, I right? love that. What did I you do that. with the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor? What was your role there? Were you one of the voices? Or... Oh, I can't give too much away there. Of course not. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Keep the magic. Keep the magic. But uh, yeah, I was one of the um, voices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Assistants. One of the voice yes. coaches of, of the characters. Yes. So. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hey. Which was a, a, a wonderful experience. I'm a huge Monsters Inc. Mm -hmm. uh, fan and uh that was one of the most challenging shows i've ever done digital yeah. puppeteering which is you know in mm. digital puppeteering if you don't understand what that means it's um puppeteering with an animated object right. and uh wow. which uses so much technology and touch screen sure. and you know uh xbox controllers playstation controllers <laughs> that controls the puppeteering right. and all um and a lot of different experiences in theme parks now use that 
but the laugh floor, what a great experience, especially for an improv guy like me, just coming up with puns. I, there, I, there's nothing I love more than watching a screen full of people and trying to find a joke based on like what they're wearing or right. if they're falling asleep, you know, what have you. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm just now making this connection. It's probably prepared me for what I'm doing now with Cameron Matthews Entertainment. See? <laughs> when I'm hosting these virtual events, uh, I go out and look at the gallery view and I look at everybody and, we f and I try to find funny moments based on just what I'm seeing really quick. And yeah. you know, I can thank the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Look at that. For <laughs> oh, that guy. Like, I, I, I love the show. I, I like, because it, it makes me think obviously of Turtle Talk with Crush because you have the same concept there where you have digital digital puppetry, but that's one character yeah. talking to some children. With Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, not only do you have multiple characters, especially with the two-headed characters, and I forget the twins or sometimes the brother or sister or whatever. Um, Sam and Ella. Yes. Sam and Ella. You know, and it's, it's the... You're talking to the audience. You're talking to adults, which are actually have more sophisticated questions than a lot of the kids do, mm -hmm. obviously. And you know, right. you're coming up with the answers. And like my wife and I still make Buddy Boyle jokes even around the house, you know, because I love you got I, Buddy Boyle I, jokes. I, I, Buddy Boyle, you know, my telepathetic powers. <laughs> you know, I love that. I love it. Um, I love. My are you telepathetic? So, wow! Put your fingers up here. <laughs> you know, and and uh, just the technology of it astounds me. And I will catch myself kind of looking around, going. Okay, where is this? Where's what's happening here? How is this working? It's just it blows me away how that how that works. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. I wish I could. I just I I won't spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But it's you know it's it's quite impressive if you ever get okay. the opportunity mm -hmm. to you know hopefully it comes back mm -hmm. and yep. that uh, there's an opportunity to be able to watch it because it's it's really cool how it's done. Yeah. I have a random question because when I was on your website. There's a picture of you as John from um, Carousel of Progress. And I just need to know <laughs> why, <laughs> why this is a thing, because I love that show. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you and I are gonna get along really well, Jen. Uh, I love Carousel of Progress. I love, I love old school yep. animatronic shows. Yes. Carousel of Progress, Country Bear Jamboree, yes. all three versions of it, mm -hmm. folks. Yes, correct. There's a third, yes. Uh, and the American Adventure at Epcot, the, the ultimate yes. animatronic show. 100%. Uh, but why there's a picture of me dressed as John. So when the, we were originally furloughed last year, uh, mm -hmm. starting in April, uh, and a little bit prior to that, I had this idea because we originally were just told we would be closed for two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And I had this idea, um, you know, it's improv and punning. That's what the citizens mm -hmm. Hollywood were known for, all the puns, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, it's like a language, if you don't use it, I, I feared you're going to kind of lose it, right. at least your right. sharpness with it. Right. So my mm -hmm. idea was, why don't uh, we go online every day and just have a and play a version of 99. 99 oh is gosh. a joke inventing game that the citizens of Hollywood did every day at three o'clock. It was mm -hmm. known uh, where you just take a 99 random object that is suggested. You walk it into a bar. It's denied service. And the response is something punny. So. I took that concept and I made an Instagram page called at the daily pun 99. And I went on every day and it actually did it every day for 101 consecutive days. Oh my gosh. Uh, and it progressively became a themed day where I would go on for like 30 minutes and we would do Instagram. It was Instagram live. And so we had fans mm. of citizens. We had random people that just found us and I would, give out suggestions. I would get suggestions of uh, objects and places from the audience. Mm -hmm. 
what have you, and bring them on and encourage people to try to make up 99 whatevers walk into oh the bar. Gosh. Like, here, let's try it right now. Let's try it right now. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, we're going to try it, and I'll give you an example. So let's just say 99 garbage cans walk into a bar, and the bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't serve garbage cans in here. Now get out. And they said, why? And they said, look at you. You're already trashed. <laughs> right? Okay. Dad that's what joke. you do. So here, I'll, <laughs> it's dad. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. the ultimate dad joke. Exactly. Right. So to answer your question, Jen, why John from the carousel of progress, yeah. I, one day, I one day just did a, I did theme days. So I just felt like doing a carousel of progress thing and everything. If you go to the daily plan 99 on Instagram, you'll and see everything it all made with a lot of duct tape, mm -hmm. aluminum foil, <laughs> and just random pieces of clothes that I would throw on and only the camera could see. So I you should check it. that out. There's a lot of videos and stuff, but what came out of that, which was so great, and thank you for bringing it up, Jen, to tie it back to artists and actors mm -hmm. and entertainment professionals, we actually got a following um, with the Actors Fund. If you don't know what the Actors oh. Fund is, you need to check out the actorsfund.org. They are a wonderful organization that helps entertainment professionals who are struggling financially. So either to oh, pay so you, to help you pay your rent, to get you medicine, mm -hmm. to find housing for you. And it's not just people on stage, it's all those that work in the entertainment industry. The Actors mm -hmm. Fund followed us and there were some great people who were loyal to the Daily Plan 99 that said, hey, I would donate money if you could get so-and-so from Citizens of Hollywood to come on here, the actor. Right. Right. And that just started an idea of mm -hmm. what if I could make a whole little telethon, like a fundraiser, and we ended up raising over $2,500 in those 101 episodes with a couple different like telethons, fundraiser oh events gosh. for the Actors Fund. That's which amazing. Was just, it was so great to give back because after we got laid off, my wife and I benefited Absolutely. from getting some support from them, as I know a lot of my colleagues have. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, That's it's all so about great. giving back. Is yeah. you know, we can we can give back with our funny and our entertainment, mm -hmm. you know. And I hope this now business that I'm getting into will, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully it'll come back, you know. And it and, I, and it will, and that's what I even told you know because you know the travel industry was hit as well. It's it's I oh mean, my I gosh, travel yes. now not necessarily quite as hard as entertainment, but my husband and I are also musicians. Now that's more of our side gig, sure. But we had all these gigs canceled, different things that we had planned for. So like I understand at least a little bit from that side as well. So it's so important for people to understand it was a rough year <laughs> for live entertainment right. and things of that nature. So I'm Absolutely. so glad that there are things where people can give back still and, you know, go look at that because. Yeah. Please you know, go to the actorsfund.org. If you are in a place where you want to support just yeah. artists in general, actors, Broadway, mm -hmm. TV, film, they help out and they're a fantastic organization. Yeah. Go in and check it out. I just read an article that they're opening or they're gonna start building in Hollywood an entire like project of not not the projects, that sounds awful. Well, you know. <laughs> if the project is project. is to build affordable housing for actors that are having a difficult time, like a whole huge. complex for it. And it it is. That's huge. Yeah, it's just, uh, they're a wonderful organization. So yeah. check that out. That's and so that bad. is on Instagram, is the daily pun, the number nine, the number nine. So it's 99. The daily pun 99 is what he's referring to on Instagram. Um, you can kind of start there. And, and yeah. People do that because you kind yeah, of fly through it, it and it's like, what is he exactly he's just saying? So yeah, it's the daily pun. Yeah. It's nine. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Looking at it now. I haven't been cool. there in a little while, but that, you know, was almost 
it really was a stepping stone to what I'm now doing sure. with my business. I'm just yeah. inventing characters yeah, I love and it. now bringing it to, to clients who need entertainment, need help with an event. That's what right. I'm doing. Yeah. Now, well, the so, reviews have been stellar. All right. Yeah. So let's say the Bobs call you and say, guess what? We're bringing you back and we're giving you your option. You get, you get to choose three roles, three positions that you've done before, anywhere in the parks, anywhere at Disney. What three are you going to do? That I've done before? That you've done before. Or maybe, let's say, uh, take that back. Let's say two that you've done before and one that you haven't done yet, but you want to try and you want to do. Oh, well, definitely Stone Granite, back with the Citizens of Hollywood. Okay. Um, definitely, definitely um, the roles I subbed at the Hoop Dee Doo Review. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. Hoop Dee Doo, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what I haven't done besides uh, ride the dragon, ride Elliot. Besides, besides that. ride dragon, yeah. yeah. Bring the electrical parade back. <laughs> um, you know, I would be happy with just that, and I know that's a cop out, that's but okay. it's true. I, I really feel in twenty three years, I was very lucky and very blessed to have done some incredible stuff. I mean, in my final year, I opened a brand new show on the castle stage for their villains oh, after hours oh, event. Right. So, so uh, yeah. That was and, cool. Oh, great. Yeah, uh, that was cool. And, I like that. And to not give anything away, but you're going to figure it out. Uh, it added full circle to my Disney journey with the movie Hercules. So, um, nice. so if you're kind of putting it together, yeah. I didn't mention another thing I had done at Disneyland. I was in a show called Animazement. And let's just say I really uh, went the distance in that show. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how Hercules was my beginning, middle, mm -hmm. and end. And, and, it's really, it's mm. like kismet. That so you're way. saying that those roles were fun as hell, basically, for that? <laughs> yes, I got you. Okay. Oh yeah, my, yeah. God. or was it in, was it in my, in the fate? Possibly. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but just like any career, there's sometimes pain mm -hmm. and panic. Yeah. <laughs> panic, yeah. Just another, just another Meg, I mean, peg on your, on your board there of things you've done. I like it. Yeah. I, I do too. Yeah. I do too. This another is... peg assist. Oh, very true. Yeah. Oh, you got to get one. You got to get a Pegasus removed. You do. You don't. Don't let it. Don't let it go to a dermatologist. Get your Pegasus removed. Yeah. Don't let okay. that get. Don't let that fill. So. Don't let that fill. Oh, I hope you all are amused by these. <laughs> and look at that. You've just done about ten ninety nine jokes right there. There they are. We're good at this. We learn fast. We're good at this. Well, this has been a fantastic it. conversation. Jan, any any final questions we want to throw out? to? Because I know we could talk all day no. and laugh all day. Oh, no. But I just, I have to say, Cameron, I hope you'll come back on at some point yes. in the future. Absolutely. Because this was amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This was such a fun conversation. I didn't I think, know where we were going to go with it. I and I loved it. I think we could it. have an entire episode on the Sword of the Stone. I think we I think could talk we about literally the movie could, the whole time. After so, you watch yeah. it, David. Yes. You got to watch it, it. Is it available? Well, I will watch it. I will definitely watch it's it. It's available. It's on my list. It's on my list of movies to watch. After put it on. Put it on. When the I finally put it see Lady of the Tramp for the first time, I'll I'll get the Sword in the Stone. So. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I don't, I'm I'm sorry, Cameron. Oh. I didn't know that he was such a dud. I That's a, no, <laughs> not at all. He's great. <laughs> I've seen great. Tangled 55 times. I can tell you that. <laughs> and every parent seen Frozen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Cameron, exactly. where can we find you on on the yes. vast interwebs? I know Cameron uh, CameronMatthews.com. Where yeah. else can we find you? People to follow you from where? All the social media. Uh, I've made it simple: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cam 
Actor, C-A-M-A-C-T-O-R. On Facebook, when you type in at Cam Actor, that'll actually take you to Cameron Matthews Entertainment, which is my business page. Perfect. Where you can reach out to me there. You can leave reviews. You can see the latest stuff I'm doing. Awesome. And CameronMatthews.com, best place to get started. You can see everything, as Jen was uh, noticing, yep. even John from the carousel of press. <laughs> and if you go to TheMSEPodcast.com, go to our sidebar there where we have all our friends of the show. We'll have Cameron's picture up. Click on his face, put that put that cursor right between his eyes and double click. It'll take Please. it to the webpage. It'll take it to the webpage and take you to all this information. Cameron, this has been this has been great. I, I love this. This has been wonderful, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, thank you for giving a uh, a former cast member an opportunity to mention their next endeavor. I just think, you know, that's just really kind of you. There are a lot of Disney, you know, themed and inspired podcasts and from one laid off cast member, I really appreciate the opportunity just to come on and tell my story. Absolutely. And but also as a positive that it's not going to end my story. That's right. So I really appreciate it. Well this it. is great because I, I wasn't familiar with your with your your works. And so Jen was like well, it's kind of boring. I guess we can carry him across the line. We'll just we'll we'll figure something out to talk about. And if but you want you, boring, I can yeah. do boring in a funny perfect. way too. You've done perfect. No boring. <laughs> I mean, if we need boring, I, that's why I'm on the show to kind of give some levity to the show. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. Thanks, you guys. All right, so my jaws are still hurting from laughing because I listened back to that episode and I laughed all over again. And my wife, Steph, kept looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. It's just, it's funny. It's a funny show. It was a great show. Oh my gosh, this is a fun one to do. It, it's, a, it's a funny show. And I love, we love having funny guests on. We love having people who make us smile, entertain us. And we've discussed the idea of having himself and Rob back on together and doing a hoopty doo show. So that's that's the goal now. That's the show that How I want amazing. to do. Uh, maybe for be? episode 50 or something in May. Let's have that on. Yeah. Uh, and that would be fantastic. Make sure you go find me online because right now we have gone back to our magical movie madness, the eighth year in a row we've done mm -hmm. it. Jenna would be proud that Beauty and the Beast has won four of the previous seven crowns. Mary Poppins has won one year. Mermaid won one year. And Tangled was the, is the year. I mean, these are champion. all solid choices. All solid choices. But this is basically, this is your chance to vote on movies to, to determine your favorite movie of all time, your favorite Disney film of all time. We have time. to get Poppins back up there. Exactly. Well, Poppins, Poppins is always right there. Go there. You can vote on your favorite films. Over 100 films will be in this tournament, and you have your chance. If you, if your favorite movie, Disney movie, is Flight of the Navigator, you have a shot to vote for Flight of the Navigator to be the best movie, Disney movie of all time. I, mean, that, I don't think I it's do going to work. The Vegas odds on that happen. are basically, if, if Flight of the Navigator won, you, you can make a lot of money by voting on that on uh, at Vegas. But you have a shot. You have a shot of voting for it. And so the matches are up. Follow me, possible. On, follow me on Facebook, Magic on a Dollar, and Disney on a Dollar on Facebook. And on Instagram is the Magic on a Dollar. You can actually vote for different matches all the way around. And also, at the end of the week, we're giving away prizes and one $50 gift mm -hmm. card at the end of the whole thing. You have to be somebody who likes all the pages uh, in yep. order to win as well. So that's where you can find me. Jen, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Upon a Star, Jen for um, all things social media. And then also my personal Instagram is at Jen underscore Novotny. That one's been slightly quiet these days, but just because um, my head's buried in my computer a lot of the day. And I don't think anybody's super interested. Like, look at me working again. Ah, selfie. That's not cute. So. <laughs> well, see, no, what you need to do is you have to take a picture of your, your coffee cup, wearing the sweater that has the hole for the thumb 
when yes. you're sitting you're sitting down <laughs> and your knees your arms are around your knees holding your cup and you're kind of like quiet with the sunset behind you and then take a picture of your desk with the Disney notebook and everything and you know all like laid out exactly perfectly. exactly because that's how I'm, my desk looks God has granted me the 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 joy of planning your vacations hashtag, hashtag magic hashtag blessed that's what you need to do that's what needs okay. to go on your page now that's probably going to happen at some point i'm going to do it for fun well do it and that'll be the last thing you post on your on your gen instagram it's just that that's your final shot it's like that's like the pinnacle of all posts hashtag magically blessed that's just that's fantastic <laughs> find us online at the msc podcast uh, dot com that's our website find us on all the all the lo- local places you can find us on the MSC podcast on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of communicate with us. We'd love to talk to you. The MSC podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Kind of some of the things you want to tell us, uh, you know, feedback on the show, things like that. Show ideas. We'd love to know what you want to hear. So that's our show, Jen. Anything else you want to toss in there? No, I think that about covers it. I mean, other than, you know, the most important line. Oh, of course. We have to thank our Phoenicians. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.